This is a short bite episode of Homeschool Together. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Homeschool Together. We are continuing our writing month, and we are talking today about uh, critical writing tools and, and cool things that our young writers can use that will help them become better writers, um, help their writing to be a lot clearer, um, and beginning to use uh, technology as a way of helping them you know, generate more work and, and generating higher quality work. Now, we're not going to talk about using AI in any way today. Um, that's kind of a separate discussion that maybe will emerge over the next year or two uh, that we'll start to talk about more. But today is really just your writer using software um, and the various tools that are available to help them be better writers and, and, and doing that. So we're talking about this because we're just coming off of our teaching how to write fiction uh, episode. And then next week, we're going to talk a little bit about writing challenges. So this is like kind of the perfect, you know, sandwich of, you know, okay, you talked about writing fiction. Okay, great. Now here's some tools. Now that I have these tools, how can I use them? And we'll talk about writing challenges next week um, in, in doing that. So the first thing you you do when you are doing your writing tools is, well, gosh, I need to write somewhere, right? And, you know, the classic one out there is Microsoft Word. And I know we've all used Microsoft Word and as a famous, you know, word processing tool. That's great. But something that I like a little bit more is Google Docs. And the reason why I like Google Docs is for the reason that, the internet is ubiquitous everywhere. And as long as you have access to the internet, you have access to your Google Docs. That's one thing that I know that kind of separates me from maybe some other writers who tend to like to write in one place in their desk, in front of their computer with their chai tea and their cat over here and their spinning light bulb um, magnet set and all the fun little things that help them focus when they're starting to write. Um, I like to write anywhere and everywhere that I can, whether that is on my phone using uh, Google Docs or on my Chromebook using Google Docs, or if I happen to be at a computer at a coffee shop or something, you can also write there as well, as long as you can sign in to your Google Docs. Um, I love Google Docs for that reason, where it's just, it's, it's free to use, um, it's everywhere. And I know a lot of kids now um, are using Google Drive, um, but I, I'm sure, I know in the public schools, they tend to use Google um, Drive accounts and Chromebooks um, as ways to, um, you know, produce content, whether it's, you know, docs or Excel sheets or PowerPoint presentations. Um, I, I know there are, I think in some of our, our co-op um, classes, uh, you may also run into Google uh, Drive and Google Docs as, as kind of a requirement. Because it's free and it's tied to a Gmail account, it's just sitting there waiting for our young learners to use. It's it's such a great uh, such a great product. I love it very much. Um, another one that I have here as well is the Readsy Editor tool. Readsy is a kind of a website that is a marketplace for writers. If you're looking for an editor or a, or a, like a cover designer, they have kind of this really cool. Uh, a marketplace where you can actually like, you know, work with uh, these editors to, you know, pay to have your work done. They also have a wonderful blog that helps you uh, talk about various aspects of writing, how to build a compelling character, or how to plot a novel or how to write a great short story. They have this wonderful blog 
um, that is full of uh, really great writing content. So if you have a young writer who's looking to learn the, the structure and the, the scaffolding that goes behind writing and not just sitting there and just typing, 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 understanding that story, story structure um, is, is like a building. Like you have to put in your rebar and you have to put in your steel girders and you have to put the glass and then the drywall goes up that there is a, a method behind uh, writing um, any type of fiction and even nonfiction as well. Um, they have a wonderful blog there. They also have a great editor tool where you're able to write your book online in, in this wonderful editor. And they are, you're able to do it by chapter by chapter. So you can kind of have your book broken up by chapter and you click on that chapter and boom, there's your text for that chapter. Or it could be a short story. It could be a script for a screenplay that your young learner is trying to make. Maybe they want to go out and you know, film a movie with their friends. Um, and that's their writing goal and they need to make a script for it. And, you know, this is a great way to do it. And you can have collaboration. They allow multiple people to collaborate on the same document. Google docs does that as well. So if you have a couple of their friends and they're trying to write this you know, action script that they're going to go and film in the woods, or they're trying to film a horror movie in, in the woods with some iPhones, they need to write a script on it. That's a great way to be able to do that. I love the collaboration option and the fact that it is F-R-E-E free. Um, I, I, I love these two options. Another one that people use that is about $40, it's a one-time fee, it's called Scrivener. And it's a very, very high-powered tool. It's kind of like Microsoft Word, but built more for writers. Writers, like you say, well, Microsoft Word is a writing tool and people who write stuff use Microsoft Word. But Scrivener takes it to a whole nother level. It allows you to compile your document, it allows you to do brainstorming, and it is very much tailored towards fiction writers. Um, they have both Mac and Windows versions of their tools, as well as an iOS. So if you have a young learner who you know wants to work on an iPad and that's their way of using, uh, they don't wanna use a computer, they don't want a, uh, a tablet, they wanna use an iPad, well, Scrivener is supported on that as well. And I think it's $40 for the 20 or $40, somewhere in that range. It's a one-time fee and they're able to write in this tool. I know for a fact that I used an iPad to write my first like three or four books. So it is not outside the realm of possibility that you write on an iPad that has like a nice kind of fold out keyboard and a kind of a closed clamshell type of thing. So the first thing your young learner needs to do is learn, you know, what type of, what type of writing tool do I need? You know, you can obviously go handwritten if they want to do handwritten, if they're doing like a, a graphic novel or they're writing poetry, it could just be a journal and a nice number two pencil. Maybe you need to invest in some good pencils and some good lead. Um, there are some more expensive pencils that have better writing characteristics that you can go ahead and, and look into. I know that um, I used to work with uh, a critique group here and uh, one of the women in there was a kind of a literary focused writer. Um, and she did everything by hand and she wrote her entire novels out by hand in kind of composition books. So your technology may not be a, a web-based tool. It may not be a computer-based tool. It may actually be an analog tool where you're just writing by hand. Going beyond just the tools, and I'm, and I'm thinking these this is tailored more towards, you know, um, a little bit older older kids, maybe not the younger ones like what we tend to focus on, This maybe towards middle school, high school level type of thing. Once they write their short story, they need to proofread it. They need to figure out where things are wrong, why things are not clear, do they have a spelling mistake. One of the tools that I love to use is a tool called Grammarly. And I know it's very popular, a lot of people use it. 
What's wonderful about Grammarly is that it's able to plug into your kind of your your ecosystem of tools, whether it's, you know, we use, we tend, I, I, I use Google Chrome as my browser. You can get it installed as a plugin and everything you type can be analyzed by Grammarly, whether it's an email, you're typing something into a search bar, you're, you know, reading a book, um, some text document or something like that on a web page. You can go ahead and, and, and have your text analyzed if there's a spelling mistake or a clarity mistake. It also works on your desktop. So you can install and it could be a system-wide, essentially spell check, clarification check. And I know you're using it a lot in your writing for your master's as well, right? Yeah, I use it a ton. Uh, I think the thing is, is that it's not really a spell check. No. It it does that, but that's the least of what it does. It, does yeah. it, really, it really catches a lot of the punctuation stuff that Google Docs and Word don't catch. Yeah. And it does a lot of writing for conciseness, for mm -hmm. clarity, um, you know, this sentence doesn't make sense this way. It's it's a much higher level. It's not just looking for, is there supposed to be a period here and you misspelled this word? Yeah. It, it's really going at a, a, a much deeper level. And I've used it on all of my papers for school. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it works incredibly well. So I, I think at this point, I don't know that I would ever write anything without Grammarly. So what's the difference? There's the free version and then there's the $140 a year. I know it goes on sale often around 80 bucks, but yep. um, you know, what's the difference between the free and the paid version? I know we have the paid. So it, they do a lot more checks around the clarity. The, the analysis of your writing uh, goes deeper. A lot of the stuff on the free level tends to be a lot simpler, like more of like just a, a general spell check in line with something that you would see on, you know, Microsoft Word or even a Google Docs, just doing a simple spell check and maybe some content check. That's kind of what you're getting there. With premium, you get access to the clarity checks and the correctness and, the, and you get the suggestions for one of the cool things that I always love to see is, okay, here's a sentence that you wrote. It's fine grammatically, but you could make it better and it could read cleaner. And they'll go ahead and give you that suggested new sentence. Mm -hmm. And you, you read it and you go, oh God, that, uh, that is better. Yeah, I should yeah. take that, yeah. It yeah. reads better, it's smoother, it fits better. It, it's actually small, you know, they, they in some some respects they may move some, letter, some wording around. Sometimes they're removing stuff, so it's kind of making it a little bit tighter. I, I love it for that. Also with the premium, you get access to, to what's called Grammarly Go, which is their AI, um, inspired uh, uh, cleanup tool. So they can recommend um, truncating words, making uh, like paragraphs and say, okay, here's a paragraph. Can you make it simpler? Can yeah. you improve this, the writing here? Um, that is available there as well on the premium. I, I think it's one of those things that's like, you're right. It comes up like on sale very often. And for, you know, for us spending 70 bucks on it, it's a no brainer. Yeah, I think one of the things that I like the most about Grammarly is it is useful across things. So whenever yeah. I'm writing an email, um, how you many know, times have you written an email? You're like, oh my gosh, look at that spelling mistake, or right, or the grammar is terrible here, and it exactly. will clean things up for you. So I think it helps me sound professional in all ways. You know, when mm -hmm. I'm anything that I'm writing anywhere, even if it's an email. The other thing is that I don't think that. Google Docs in particular, I don't think that Google Docs does a great job of highlighting spelling and grammar no. mistakes. No. You have to like 
hey, run a check on this, right? I don't want to run a check because I'm going to forget to do that. Uh, I like that. I like when it, it highlights these things and it tells you, hey, there's problems, there's exactly. problems. And, and I know that when collaborating with my other MBA teammates uh, in my last class, particularly, we had to write um, long uh, uh, business analysis every week and everyone would input their own work, which they had already written in like Word and had already run spell check through and then put it in the document. Um, because I had Grammarly, I was the last person to run through that. And I would clean up 50, 60 more <laughs> errors amazing. per paper, none from my section because I had already run Grammarly on mine, but just from the, the sections of my other four teammates um, because it caught so much stuff that Word missed. So if you're if you're doing anything where you need to write professionally, what's, what's nice about it is because it's on Chrome, it doesn't matter that it's you or me, it works on all of our accounts. Yeah. I don't have to be like logged into your Google um, uh, profile. I can be logged into mine. It works. It's installed on our both our Chrome profiles. So it works really well for that. And I like that it's not like exclusive that way. But it, if you run any kind of a home business or do anything else, it's not something that just your homeschoolers will get advantage of, but you no. will as well. Yeah, exactly. And when it, when you when it's plugged in specifically for your desktop, and you run it on, say, Pages on a Mac, or you run it on uh, Windows, and you you hit you use it on in Microsoft Word, the ability for it to just scan that document and say, "Hey, there's two thousand errors in this hundred page document. You yeah. need to go fix these errors." You know, like when I finish a book or I finish a long piece, I will run it and be like, "Wow, there's two thousand errors," and a lot of it is clarity problems. Like, "Hey, yeah. this sentence doesn't really read." It's not smooth. You can make it better. My writing is always better when I run it through. It's always better. And, always. And, and kind of what we talked about earlier with the, um, the, the text to speech as a way to edit your work, Grammarly is part of that, that effort for me. Very often I will use Grammarly first before I do the text to speech editing. So if you have a young reader, I mean a young writer, and they're learning to do their their writing, they're writing their short story, or they're writing their essays, or they're writing, you know, whatever they're doing. It once they finish, if they then run Grammarly, they take care of the very clean. They they do the cleanliness check, and then they go ahead and do the voice where it reads to them. Um, they're able to then pick out those additional errors, or maybe um, pick up the flow because Grammarly doesn't doesn't check flow, doesn't check readability. Um, having, you know, the text to speech help you in that. And Grammarly is that piece or like the two pieces of, of the editing pie that, that I think most writers need to use. And it's really, really good to start working on that early so that when, you know, as they, they get used to going through this editing process, they know they can hear things that are, um, you know, they know what good writing is because they're hearing it, they're editing, they see common mistakes like, me and Grammarly are forever at war around commas. <laughs> like, oh, I, I love a good Oxford comma. I mean, they Grammarly thinks I must be the, the most ridiculous writer ever. <laughs> it's like, it's telling me to put commas here and take away these commas here. I must be totally, I need to get my writer's ink out and do my whole re-education on commas. Because so 
Yeah. yeah. And one of the things I like about Grammarly as well is you can put in a citation style. So if mm-hmm. you need to do a, full, a citation paper. So if you've got a high school student who's going to be entering college soon, yeah. you know, in the next couple of years, this is a really good tool to start them on now oh, yeah. because they will definitely get a lot of use out of this in college. And then they can select, you know, this is APA style or this is MLA style or whatever citation style they need to use. And it will help make sure those citations are correct. So, you know, if you've, if you've got a high schooler um, or someone who's going to go to like start going to community college classes, maybe doing high school, like a they call it running start in, in our state, but, mm-hmm. you know, doing some of those uh, community college classes as a high schooler, this is a tool that it would really benefit your student to become very familiar with and, and be able to leverage as they go through higher education. I think that's a wonderful point. Um, being able to use these tools effectively at a younger age is just going to make them be better writers and and work at a higher level and be able to produce content um, that I think is going to benefit them, not just for their grades, but also their ability to think, um, their ability to write clearly. I think these tools are are super important. Now there's an alternative to Grammarly called Pro Writing Aid, which is very similar to what Grammarly supports. They have very similar um, uh, uh, feature sets and they're very similarly priced. They also have a free version as well. So definitely check out both. I, I tell a lot of times when people have a choice between multiple products that have free options, you should try both of them um, and see which one you like the most. Some people don't like the Grammarly green and all the red underlines or the way it works in Microsoft Word. Maybe you like the UI better and Pro Writing Aid. They're very, both of them are very good tools. I've heard Pro Writing Aid is a little bit I've heard people who are fiction writers tend to like that a little bit more. People who tend to work more in the corporate world like Grammarly a little bit more. And I don't know why the two differences are. I tend to just use Grammarly. I've not really used ProWritingAid, so I can't speak to it, but I just let you know that there's another one out there as well. So it's worth it's worth giving it a try. The last one that I like to use is called Hemingway app. And this is a great tool. It's, uh, it's an online tool. So you will be copying and pasting your your writing into the Hemingway app. And what this does is basically it helps you with any lengthy and complex sentences. It will tell you and it will show you visually color through color highlighting. This sentence is overly complex and it needs to be simplified. And that's kind of in the, in the, in the name with the Hemingway app. And it's saying, well, if we could all write more like Hemingway, our writing will be clearer and more concise. Now, some people don't like Hemingway's writing and that that's the, for them. But I think the, the mission behind the product is for you to write clearer and more concisely um, because that helps your ideas get across better. And I really like the Hemingway app. The only thing I don't like about it is you have to copy and paste your work in and then you have to then copy and paste your work out. So there's a little bit of a challenge there. And I think you lose some of the formatting if you go from one to the other. But it's a great tool, I think, for young writers who maybe are in the middle school, elementary level who want to really work on the craft of writing and they're finding that they're overly wordy, that they're overly complex. They're trying to overwrite instead of just writing. Um, Hemingway app will help you do that. It'll also tell you at what level of grade level you're, you're writing at. So if you are trying to improve your writing, like, like the, the word choice and the vocabulary, it will tell you if like, Hey, this is for like a fourth grade reading level, or this is for a 12th grade reading level depending on the word choices that you use in your writing, it'll tell you where your target audience is. Um, 
What's really cool about it is that there's the free online editor, so you can just use it for free. It's a great little page. Once you get to it, you just paste your text in and it will go ahead and analyze it. They have a desktop app that is a one-time fee for $20, and I have not used that, so I can't speak to the desktop app, but I've used the online app a lot of times. So if you're writing something um, that really has a, a lot of meaning, like for example, maybe a, a paper for you know an AP class or if you're at a co-op and your your writing teacher is asking you to write an essay, copying that essay into Hemingway app can really show you where maybe some of your writing is a little confusing and a little overly complex. And it's a great way to kind of improve your writing writing skills right up front. So today was a little bit of a short bite. We're just talking about these tools and I, I really hope this helps you make these decisions. So as we talked about the fiction writing Last uh, on Monday, we talked a little bit about the tools today and hopefully get the reading challenges so you can be prepared to help your learner, whatever age they are, begin to, you know, write their stories and and, and put their, their writing on the page and, and use these tools to help improve their writing. I think this is, uh, it would go a long way to uh, guiding your, your, your young writers. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!